a special edition live of the Interjections podcast, our subtitle, Undiscovered Decade. Uh, This is a review of the past year. We're going to be talking about the best of 1990, and we're going to pretty much look at how uh, we felt about the first year of the podcast. Uh, We'd love to hear from you at the end uh, in the comments section and everything, see what your favorite episodes were or whatnot. But right now we're going to go through, and what I had the other three members of our podcast do was... uh, give me their top five choices for the year. It doesn't have to be from the episode's main focus. Uh, and what I did was have a Bondra account. I didn't know what this was called, but it's apparently named after, let me check my notes, the 18th century French mathematician Jean-Charles Bondra apparently came up with this. This is how they tally the MLB's MVP every year. People will vote on the best players of the year and they get a certain amount of points. So if our number one choice, our favorite film, gets five points, our fifth favorite choice gets one. So we tally it all together and they get a certain amount of points. That being said, the reason I bring this up and specify is because our last three were all tied. So there are technically six, but you'll we'll get to that in a second. Well, First, you handle the math. Yeah, yeah. This is you're, you're, you're the yeah, designated nerd. Yeah, yeah. So it's you got this. yeah. So this is <laughs> this is thrilling to me. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to do was tell the folks at home, there were other films that got points that were lower in our list, so I'm just going to run through those so you know that we appreciated them. Um, so from least to right before six, there was RoboCop 2, Gremlins 2, Back to the Future 3, uh, Quick Change, Predator 2, and Dick Tracy. Those were the films that we all enjoyed but didn't quite make the top five. And finally, since it was technically um, the third fourth and fifth place they were on multiple lists and the sixth place film that tied with those two was only on my list i decided to take that out and i'll just say ghost was sixth place but it tied with these so not ghost dead no no one picked no one picked ghost dead ghost dead such a great film it came pretty close though right for rediscovery i uh i am happy that it made it up there but obviously that was my number one film everyone else's number one got in so that's really the reason I wanted to say something about it. But honestly, it was, you know, I talked about it enough in July when it came out. So I'm happy. Uh, but number five, we can go right into that, uh, is Tremors. Our very first film we talked about. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about how our first episode went. I mean... <laughs> Think all the way back to June. Yeah, no, that was a whew, while back. Uh I'm having some flashbacks right now because we're. This is a trial run of a new format. <laughs> yep. So that's why everything's all out of frame here. Because we're all nervous. <laughs> you know, it's just all weird, the, it's weird seeing your faces yeah. not on a screen. All of the camera operators yeah. are on the couch. So. Yeah. This is really the first time uh, I've looked at you guys all together. Yeah. I think since 2018, really. Yeah. Even? No. Maybe uh, 20. Sometime in 2019. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. I remember that exactly. episode. We all had specialized arenas of knowledge. So, like, Jeff it's was true. a theater person. You were video games and miscellaneous. History. He was history. And, and yeah, yeah, were yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We thought we were going to go into different things every month yeah. for what would happen uh, per month. And then we realized there weren't ever always 
historical events that were yeah, significant. No, and like if we, if we were gonna like stick to our own little personal categories, I'm like it would just like not leave a whole lot of room for the other person to interject. Right. Uh, and like with Jeff, there weren't always new releases on you know, on Broadway, and that's always. Yeah. specific to New York so it doesn't really exemplify the entire American experience everyone goes to the theater or yeah. movie theater. and like right. since we're talking about like since we're <laughs> talking about films that came out in 1990 in 1990 I was all the way down in Tennessee so like the whole Broadway thing I was n- not relatable to me at all like uh, theater wasn't really a thing like a uh, backwater bumpkin I mean yeah we, we, we had a <laughs> local theater like the, uh, the Roxy but like that was like that was the, the Roxy it's like local theater blah 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 so that's cool I never knew that yeah no we never talked about like yeah no theater. yeah no usually that was a thing like either maybe a holiday or two I had gone there and like there was a couple of school trips there uh but like theater wasn't really a big deal yeah, I guess around here we always went. Jeff and I in New Jersey would go yeah. up to Broadway if ever there was something special. Even yeah, in our area, there's the George Street Playhouse, but right. I didn't go there till I was 25. Yeah. I mean, so. my, our parents were big into theater, and so like we went to Broadway shows and like did community shows and all that stuff. So, you know, we were we were fortunate in that regard, but not a lot of people like were doing that. But I remember also at one point in the beginning, I was assigned. Uh, the music yes category yeah, that's right and I don't listen to music outside yeah. of like show tunes and electro swing so um, that was tough I mean it, it definitely expanded my horizons a little bit um, but not enough to sustain that yeah format we, <laughs> yeah. we pretty quickly realized that that wouldn't actually be uh, sustainable to have separate things for every person yeah i wanted everyone to contribute yeah. in a specific way yeah. every every month but th- there was also like a extra like right. uh, extra research we'd had to do yeah uh at least like with what we evolved into like it's easier to watch watch the movies that we picked for each month yeah. and like even you know, if it's just, just one yeah and just yeah. kind of like essentially like roll with it because like yeah it's our individual takes on them and like also remembering if we'd seen them when we were younger like bringing that into the uh yeah which will get easier as we go along because at this point i think you were only even five so that was the oldest person in 1990 as we get to stuff in 93 i think we'll all start having seen it actually remembering yeah yeah because i think the first movie i saw in theaters is in 91 so it'll start next year we're even covering it for one of the months so it's funny because there are people when i tell them about this podcast they're like but you weren't even alive then i'm like that's the point yeah it's (laughs) because we don't we we had not experienced it yet and so we're trying to you know through the lens of adulthood and film school nonsense and trying like we have a new appreciation for it for the ones that we have seen and for the ones we hadn't seen it's you know it's about time that we saw them anyway mm-hmm. yeah especially like Tremors I hadn't seen Tremors I know you hadn't seen Tremors Jeff right? I hadn't no yeah but you guys have seen it a while back I don't know yeah. the last time you did Corey um, yeah it's been a few years since I'd seen it yeah. this would not be in, even in my top 30 of the year really no. so it wasn't yours I <laughs> tallied this two weeks ago so I don't remember which top fives in are they were in but I will be having at the end of the uh, podcast 
we'll have on the video portion, we'll we'll put up the top five for all four of us. So we'll see which one. I don't remember if any of you had uh, Tremors as your number one. I think it just was in two of ours. Yeah, no, I, it, was def- it was definitely. I don't even remember my own. <laughs> so, it was definitely my top five. Yeah, def- yeah. for sure. Because like I almost religiously watched it as a kid, but not because I was like, ooh, gotta watch Tremors. It was because it was on, and I enjoyed it enough to, like, I'll just stick around for this. I know how this ends, but, like, I enjoy it. Yeah, I do recall it being on USA quite a bit. Yeah, right. it was uh, sci-fi a lot, too. Before before it became Seafy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember my, uh, if my first even made it in. Uh, so we'll see. Your first... Your number one? Yeah, my number oh, one pick. Your three number ones are definitely in this list. Really? They'll, they'll come up, but okay. I, I I don't remember exactly how we tallied this. Yeah. I, I wish I. Tristan's good. Do you have like the big files. glittery envelope? Yeah. Uh, I next wish. Time. It is this one <laughs> note card. Love it. So, um, however, uh, I will say that uh, it's kind of interesting when we're recording this back in. Uh, is this March still? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's March. March. Yeah. Um, they just came out with a new commercial where Kevin Bacon and Michael Gross uh, reunited to sell something. Right. So that's kind of funny. It's it keeps popping up yeah. in, in our lives. Like oh, there was a new anniversary of everything. So yeah, all these yeah. like yeah. So Arrow just put out a new uh, deluxe release of the it's Blu-ray. Okay. okay. But yeah, it's an it's an annuity, especially for yeah. Mike. For gross, yeah. I think that's the only thing that's keeping him in show business right now. I don't see him in anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, those Trevor's royalties coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was Michael J. Fox's dad on the Family Ties, right? Right. Yeah. But that's really the two things we know him from. He popped up on How I Met Your Mother back like 15 years ago as uh, Ted's dad, but oh, yeah. We, that's our generation real really relevance. Yeah, <laughs> not, it's, that's not even relevant anymore. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, a lot of good people in that, though. If you want to see the episode, we talked about it much more. But I, I really grew to appreciate Fred Ward from that and then uh, the other film we saw him in. Miami Blues. Yeah, that uh, starred Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Jason oh. Lee. That, that, so. that, that, uh, that movie that actually turned out to be a Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was not on any of our top fives. I swore it might have ended up on Jimmy's, but I think you yeah, switched no. it the last second for Robocop I, 2. No, no, no. Like, uh, with my with my top five, I went I went with, like, uh, movies that I definitely for sure, like, loved as a kid. I mean, I love Miami Blues, but, sense. like, I didn't, like, love it till like, recently. You didn't grow up with it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't grow up with it. So, like, uh, the movies that I picked were, like, things that are, like, that. oh, my god damn <laughs> Special guest. It's so creepy. What the hell? He's a graboid. I just got interjected by the cat. Oh my god. You're Uh, keeping this in the end. Oh my. Um, What was I talking about? You're talking about your childhood? Yeah, no, with my top five, I I went with the movies that I I for sure knew that I loved in the 90s at that time. So, like, uh, again, like, Miami Blues was, like, a recent favorite uh, now. Yeah, if we did, if we did, Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if we did, like, a uh, different kind of, like, top five picks. It's uh, interesting, because what I was going to say. I would definitely say, throw that in there. With Tremors, it was a new film to me, and I put it in my top five. I'm pretty sure it's four or five for me. So, it's interesting. You just went with your nostalgia. I went yeah. with whatever I'd seen from 1990. Like, Ghost was in there from when I was a child, but... You know, I got to see it again for this, so. Uh, let's, I guess, move on to number four. And this one, I believe, 
was in two of ours. Again, it's in my list, but I'm pretty sure this was in Corey's. Jacob's Ladder also had five points. So I think this became my... uh, I think this was my number three, so it would have had three points. So you would have had it in fourth place, maybe? I would think so. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. That, uh, That I remember. Yeah, no. If uh, this that's another one of those movies. If I had like a separate list of like separate from like nostalgia, but like yeah. just pure like movie goodness, uh, Jacob's Ladder for See, sure. The weird thing yeah. is, I think I saw it when I was a kid. And really? Thing, yeah, over at you, my friend Brad's that house. Ex- that explains a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's the way you are. Now. Um, of course, we can't go in too much because Jeff didn't get to see it. But that's okay. We don't have to spoil. It's been long enough. We, we talked. <laughs> we, sp- yeah. we were going to rename this the the we spoil everything podcast <laughs> or something. You know? I mean, that's it's, what Corey and I would always do with our do. other yeah, version of interjections. So if you if you haven't seen these movies, then you're sol because we're yeah. just going to talk about it like in explicit detail. Yeah, um, we don't have to go into too much detail with Jacob's Ladder, but it, it's something that focuses on trauma after war and psychological or during horror. War. And everything and it, it was yeah, I mentioned yeah. in the podcast we talked about it it was something that Corey had um, just watched before we bonded over um, getting to explore our area around college so yeah. it's special for both of us just because in my head it was like this is the thing Corey had in his head when we became friends so mm-hmm. so it's good to know after um, what is it almost 17 years uh, that we've been friends uh, we finally come together with this movie right yeah so um, so I think it's a great showcase to show that Adrian Link can do more than erotic thrillers. Yeah. Although oh, there is some eroticism in this. Oh, well, yeah. Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Yeah, there are a couple sex scenes. Uh, I forgot about that. Thank yeah. you for putting that image You're back welcome. in my head. Yep. Uh, yeah, what else was he famous for? I know Unfaithful. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Right, which I've never seen. And uh, he's got one coming out with Ben Affleck and Anna Armas this year I believe which is funny given they were like the poster childs of the pandemic for celebrities we got to see them go get their Duncan. coffee all the time yeah. yeah I don't know why they were the ones that kept coming up it's like, it was mostly Affleck I saw in those pictures well because he's, he was hanging out with Anna Darmus so good for him yeah oh, well. um yeah I, I really like Jacob's Ladder it's I don't know if it's become my favorite horror film because we would consider it more of a thriller yeah it's definitely right? a thriller yeah. More than horror. Yeah. Psychological thriller. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we you saw it around <clears throat> Halloween back in 04, so that's yeah. what it was in my head for all these years. I thought it was going to be more of a horror. It's got more depth than uh, the premise would have you to believe. Yeah, yeah. One of Tim Robbins' finest roles, and I knew him from Shawshank Redemption when that comes out, so it's nice to see he was already doing pretty well a few years before that. Weird side note, it's funny to see that... Um, Jason Alexander plays another sleazy character in a 90s movie aside from Pretty Woman. Right, which was not on any of our lists. Yeah. Though it was... I did appreciate it again, getting to watch it, so... Came pretty close. I I did enjoy that. Yeah? Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a hectic month for you. I apologize for March. That's so, right. Three we're movies still, highlighted that. Yeah, we're yeah. still working it out. Yeah, we you learned know, the, from that. Not to pack adep- everything in. We're adapting the format. Right. We gotta, we gotta we're, we're, spread we're, it out we're, and we're enjoy fi- it. We're finding our way. Yeah. Right. Life yeah. finds a way. Yeah. I am glad that we uh, started to figure out that uh, we should focus on what we had titled it, The Undiscovered Decade. Finding something that was like a hidden gem. That's why Tremors was yeah. a good one to His start specialty. out with. Yeah. Because it's like a cult classic, but I don't know if the public in general know about it. Maybe not Maybe. at the time. I think it's grown because of the franchise it has. Right, yeah. Uh, what were the TV shows and everything? 
Um, one TV show. But yeah, like Jacob's Ladder has kind of gone off the radar. Everyone's like, what is that? And there was a remake two years ago with Michael Ealy that yeah. was not any good or any mm. different really, right? I didn't watch it. Yeah. I refused to. I didn't even know there was a remake. Yeah. I exactly. like Michael It went direct to DVD. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. So, that's kind of like the Flatliners remake that happened. Oh, I was I aware mean, of that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there like a series of that? Like, did, didn't they turn it into a TV series? Flatliners? Flat yeah. Maybe. Uh, Could I feel been. like the, that, not, the, that sounds should. familiar. Yeah. Because that was Honestly, that's movie. a good premise to I loved Flatliners. Yeah? But not enough to rank it in my top five. Not the new one, yeah? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, for 1990. Yeah, yeah. for 1990. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I still have to see it. Elliot Page gave a great performance. Yeah. Wait, did you actually like the remake? No, oh, okay. it was terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we might as well switch over to number three, which Sweet. now now you'll get a chance to talk a little bit more. This, I believe, is your number one, oh. Edward Scissorhands. So, again, at least something else from my yes. list, but not Woo! my number one. But why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about how, what that meant to you, since it wasn't a focus of our podcast either you know for for years the the argument has raged as whether or not die hard is a christmas movie but no one ever talks about edward scissorhands oh definitely an amazing christmas movie we were just talking about batman returns yeah not too long ago definitely a christmas movie i just that was one of those movies that a got me started on on my uh you know the the familiar high school journey of being really into Tim Burton oh, like yeah. so much yeah. so that I, I went as Halloween or, I went as Halloween I went <laughs> as Edward Scissorhands for Halloween I made like little cardboard fingers and stuff it's it's a beautiful beautiful movie um, the score is amazing and like some of Danny Elfman's best work I think I think it's his best and Very you know and you just Everything with Vincent Price in it, and the the the, the contrast with the colors, and the it, it's just it is a Would beautiful you say film. It was priceless. Cut. It was. <laughs> it wasn't priceless because he was in it. Oh. Wasn't that his last movie? So technically, yeah, that was the last one he's done. I still get it. Uh, fair enough. Uh, we're doing puns now. Um, uh, now. Yeah. But no, it, it's it's just a great. A great movie, and it's one of those like I I always a tear wells up and then freezes in the corner of my <laughs> eye every time I watch it. Yeah, another one they had come back for the Super Bowl. I mentioned during the podcast when oh. we actually had this that they had Winona Ryder come back with Timothy Chalamet to do it. But um, I I love this. I think it's the second best movie he's done after Big Fish. Um, but. I think this was my favorite Johnny Depp role. I know he doesn't talk really at all, but this is I mean, when I started it's a great seeing silent, it. A- action, silent action is more... It's more and more. More is less. Or less is more. <laughs> minimalist. Middle, yeah, more minimalist. Uh, yeah, so I, I think... This wasn't the first thing I saw Winona Ryder in, but I'm a huge fan of hers. She, I think she's my favorite actress. Um, I technically saw Alien Resurrection first, so that doesn't explain why I like her, but... <laughs> Uh, then I think this was the next thing I saw, and uh, so this and and um, Lucas was she Lucas or Rudy? Is that Lucas? On which movie? In what? Yeah, she's on Lucas, right? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, not. Yeah. Rudy. So I saw I saw Ed, Edward Scissorhands and Lucas back to back, and that made me a big fan of hers because she was in a lot of these similar teen movies, and this one's just kind of a coming of age, not really a coming of age story, but like a story of acceptance 
and as an awkward teen who was a junior, I think, when I saw this, like, that hit hard. I, I didn't feel like Edward exactly, but that's what Tim Burton was trying to go for, like, how to come out of your shell and, like, yeah. feel like you exist. Yeah. He does a lot of movies about outcasts. Is that, like, yeah, yeah. outsider, outcast, yeah. Yeah. Uh, being accepted and then rejected and then finding yeah. his Strangely way. enough, watching the movie now, it's weird to see Anthony Michael Hall play a bully yeah. after seeing him in all those John Hughes movies where yeah. he's a nerd. But he's so good in the role. The, yeah. No, it was... Uh, who else was in it? Uh, it's Diane, Diane Keaton. Diane Weist. Weist. Weist yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All the Dianes with Oscars in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just... Like you said, it's an ethereal quality of the music. It's how it feels. It feels like a dream, which is, I think, what he's trying to do. Like it's in a snow globe almost. Yes, it's, yeah. it's Burton esque. Yeah. He, he, he had, like aside from his like you know horror aesthetic, uh, he is very like dreamy, gothic, with, like suburbia. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, it's or surreal, 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 like, like, yeah, definitely, definitely surreal. Lynchian. Yeah, I mean all the 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 topiaries and the ice sculptures. It's, it's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, it's it's peak Burton. I guess I guess because they parody him now, we think that it isn't as special as it used to be, but it's still special. Well, that early it's, streak it's his of his, like Pee Wee, Bef- Batman, Batman Returns, Beetlejuice. before yeah. Johnny Depp was his go-to guy, mm-hmm. Ed Wood, like Fox all and that the stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fox and the Hound. So number two, I believe we all had on our list, and it helped it rise up was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which, speaking of that mm. hectic March month, was the highlight of that month obviously a nostalgic favorite for all of us oh yeah it wasn't on my list it wasn't on your list what? Not for most has, of us. No. Has, have any of these been on your list yet um oh jacob's ladder jacob's ladder was <laughs> yeah. i'm betting number one was i think we all had two at least <clears throat> yeah it is the, yeah. number one i think was on our all our lists uh, yeah because it was i think so we had five points for ghost tremors and jacob's ladder six for edward scissorhands seven for teenage mutant ninja turtles and and for the number one film, we have thirteen points. So oh jeez, yeah. So I think that's that's why it's number one. It's clear favorite for. I kind of figured that was gonna be number one. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if you want to say anything else about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, Turtles is one of those where I didn't necessarily have the nostalgia because I never saw the movie when I was a kid. Right, I saw the TV show, wow. cartoons, and I mean, the games, and the, you uh, know, all that, of that. That was part a big part of like uh, a lot of. The, like kids for kids growing up in like the 80s and 90s because yeah. like uh, in the 80s you had the comics for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then finally Eastman, you had the, right? yeah Eastman, and then yeah. finally you had the movie that came out and then just like it's like uh, that was like right up there for the longest time like uh, it was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like Power Rangers uh, what was it? all the Disney afternoon stuff like Dark yeah. Duck yeah Are but you like when, when you're talking about like uh, oh, like like, like uh, boys uh, hanging out in the uh, backyard or on the bus or I mean even some girls too because like I had like a lot of tomboy uh, friends that were like really into the like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh yeah you were always uh, Venus once they made her or the, one of them would just be a turtle yeah so they could be kind of androgynous I guess yeah they'd be a little androgynous but yeah. like uh, or pretend to be April O'Neil like yeah, yeah. whatever but like yeah. a little more badass uh, but yeah no like uh, it was a very um Especially if you had four friends or five, because one of them could be Casey Jones. Like yeah. very, very actable <laughs> yeah. for like kids to play yeah. out in their backyard. I was thinking about it um, before I came back to pick you up and bring you down here, Jimmy. I was thinking of how we were the turtles. We had different masks, but I feel like oh yeah, yeah. 
you'd be the Raphael, or no, you'd be the Michelangelo because you're the uh, the jokester of the group. You're and kinda, he likes pizza. You're, you're kind of the hothead, I guess. Not not that you act out as much as Raphael. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jeff set all these cameras up, so he's clearly Donatello, and I'm the leader, so Leonardo. But who was the Of course one? he's Leonardo. Yeah. I think like, were, I, I was the orange I think one, you were like, Michelangelo. Who's, who's Michelangelo. Oh, that's Michael. Yeah, like, wh- when never, we did, when I will when never we get that podcast. I, I had, I, I'm pretty sure I had uh, Raphael, the red yeah, bandana. I think it was red, I yeah. still, I still have that mask. Yeah, yeah. It's going on like, my hope chest. <laughs> Rebecca picked up a piece of felt the other day. And she's like, I don't know where this came from. And I'm like, it's the mask that Jimmy had. It's Jimmy's eye hole. Those are my eye holes. Don't touch my eye holes. Those are my eye holes. Uh, so well, yeah, Rick and Morty for still, you. <laughs> still floating around in our heads and apartments. Um, so having seen the people who've seen it as kids, and then having seen it as adults, does it hold up nostalgia-wise? Oh yeah, no, definitely. It, it 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 makes sense with the whole like dark gritty uh, tone of the movie. Like it, that's like the aesthetic that I like in my film. So like, it makes sense growing up throughout the years like oh yeah no, that's where it stemmed from right I like my kids shows being turned into ravenous murderers yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that and the Batman yeah and, turned, and that like, comes out I, I, like I saw the Batman series. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Terminator 2 uh, oh wow like those were yeah. the movies that I saw like as a little kid probably shouldn't have but I did yeah. uh, and I guess that that's what definitely influenced my taste today yeah. not, yeah. not gonna lie if i else? if i had seen this movie when i was a kid i totally would have wanted to join shredder's gang because <laughs> you want to be a foot soldier. i would i would listen we'll get you get to like live in an arcade warehouse oh, yeah. dance sam club rockwell. thing yeah the sam rockwell <laughs> yeah. yeah giving you cigarettes exactly uh yeah i i wanted to join it too as a kid i you know the second film <laughs> which we'll message. talk about a little bit in 91 um they had an even cooler hangout so i think I wanted to join it then. Like there was um who was who was the kid in that movie? Ernie, Ernie Ray, Reyes. Ernie Reyes. Yeah, whatever junior. his character yeah. was. Uh he he was really cool and I think that's when I wanted to get in there. Um but I I get it. Like I I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted from Turtles but uh everything was cool. I used to write my own sequels after Didn't I saw the I, first yeah. two. Fan um, fiction. So yeah, it was basically fan fiction and I always I was the one that always put Bebop and Rock City in there. I didn't get that they couldn't have them for the second film. Listen, like they dig, couldn't get the rights. So. Dig those out, man. Yeah, oh, Listen, they're not good. That's what I looked John, at them a few years ago. John Favreau did. <laughs> I was six when I wrote it, so, you know. Um, Who do you think watches these movies? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I told myself. I would always say, like, well, this isn't good dialogue, but I'm the one watching it. Right. <laughs> so. It's like, this is for me. I'll figure <laughs> yeah. this out when I'm a grown-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowabunga. I think that is cool. So, oh, well. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll, uh... Do you even need to look at this? <laughs> what do you, what do you get, guys like, a, a giant, like, audio drum roll and crazy, like, yeah, glittery we'll graphic and... Or we have it going across, if you've noticed. We our, have the titles, uh, our, flashing our, across the screen, the posters popping up. $15 in VFX budget. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, do you guys want to judge, or not judge, uh, guess, guess what the... Uh, first... will, will I get a prize? Yes. Is it Air America? No. Oh. Uh, it better not be Quigley. Is it? <laughs> is it Quigley? Quigley was my number seven. Quigley down under. I think it has something to do with oh, really? a certain group of ruffians. They're not quite bad. They're not great. <laughs> They're not bad. Good guys in a bad situation. They might be pals. Yeah. Come on. Might be gentlemen. <laughs> I'm. 
I genuinely forgot. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not much of a gusser. Like, I am just. I believe the number one movie is Goodfellas. <gasps> Goodfellas. There you go. See. All my life, I always wanted to remember what this movie was. About. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we. The weirdest thing was this is the biggest film of the year. It should have won Best Picture. Uh, it didn't get number one in the box office. That goes to Home Alone. But we. Uh, Honestly, didn't do that well. We in the box slipped numbers. right through when we talked about this. We're like, we, I was like, yeah, you guys like Goodfellas, and you're all like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> so well, it's hard because the movie's been dissected finally, and talked about yeah. to death. I know, and it's but so... if it's our number one, we might as well talk about it a little bit. Now. Sure. <laughs> so. It was so popular, which is why we avoided it the first time. Right. But you know what's pretty novel in the it's... movie? Hmm. There's narration, right? But even when the narration's going, sometimes they pause the movie. So that they, so that he can catch up with the narration. Yeah. I think that was one of the first movies I noticed that in. Yeah, like the freeze. Well, frame. Yeah, he does a freeze frame and then he'll talk over it. I think Scorsese like invented that format. Yeah, because he I think so, he's Wolf used of Wall it before. Street and well, he like, certainly has the walk through. The uh, casino has shot. it. That's that's all. Oh, the Scorsese. Copa, the Steadicam, yeah. and yeah. the yeah. Copa. I mean, uh, uh, you know, just signature shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who? Why don't I ask you guys this? Who was your favorite actor in the movie? favorite performance we can agree it's not like one of us has to I take mean, De, Niro, De Niro one of us gets Pesci you know De Niro probably there's a part in that that I think's so hilarious and chilling at the same time is after uh, the Lufthansa heist he tells everybody not to spend their money mm-hmm. and the one guy goes and gets a Cadillac mm-hmm. and he's apologizing like, I'm sorry Jimmy I'm sorry and he just like sneers at him mm. I was like, oh, just that sense yeah. chills down my spine. It's funny at the same time, but yeah, yeah. the whole movie's kind of like that because it plays dueling yeah. tones. Yeah, yeah, like obviously, do you think I'm funny? Why am I funny? Yeah, yeah. that scene the goes from being chilling to funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, that's, that's my favorite part when um the young soprano who who's the actor that Pesci shoots. It's, I think oh, it's, uh, Michael Imperioli. Yeah. Yeah, Spider. Yeah. yeah, I forget his character in Sopranos, his name, but um, oh, yeah, that's my favorite scene, I'd say. So I guess I'd have to say Pesci, because you don't, you think even after he says that uh, you think I'm funny, uh, he still just takes him out for no reason. Right. Like, that's even less of a prediction that he's going to go off the deep end. So you never know what Pesci's going to do. And then I mean, there's when he's with his mother and he's like uh, do you have the do you have the gloves and she's like yeah I'll help you bury the body he's or, or, like, or, 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 like I need the knife I need the knife and he's like oh what do you need the knife for it's like yeah. the deer got, deer got I hit a deer yeah, yeah. Uh, she my got car. stuck hoof got, got she stuck knows. Got, she, she knows I mean you know yeah. Yeah. it's like got one dog going this way and another dog going that way so yeah I guess I'd go with Pesci which is easy but go with Leota Ditto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's the best performance he's ever given. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's also the first performance I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. Something so, like, wild I saw him before that. My, my first performance that I ever saw Ray Liotta in was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw Goodfellas after that game came out. That's funny. I I actually saw a performance of his that came out in '89, right before we would have started. It was like November '89. Uh, Dominic and Eugene. Oh. Movie. With Tom, uh, Hulse. Tom Hulse and Tom Hulse is a little slow, and so he takes care of him, Ray Liotta. And they see like a, a little bit of mischief going on in their neighborhood, and he's just taking care of him. It's I really always find it weird role. when I see uh, Ray Liotta in like compassionate, nice. caring roles because <laughs> I think of him in this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. even better in Goodfellas, but yeah, so it was weird to see him as a, a kid be a nice guy, and then he becomes this villain. 
So you still think he's going to be nice, but he's just as bad as De Niro and Pesci. So. Yeah. Well, another example of like an actor who uh, was great in a Scorsese movie and hasn't been as good since then, Lorraine Bracco. I was going to bring her up because I like her performance in this, but... Yeah, but since then, she hasn't done anything to ascend to that level again. Yeah. Even in The Sopranos, she's kind of yeah. milk toast. There's a reason she got an Oscar nomination for Goodfellas. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a shame. She kind of got shoehorned, I guess, or uh, or pushed to the side. by Maybe right. typecasted a little. Yeah, maybe typecast. Yeah. I don't know. Like a, I don't like, know her filmography. Yeah, me neither. But like, I Medicine feel like a, maybe like a Scorsese, like he... he it probably shows like how good of a director he is because he got oh. what he wanted out of the actors. He does the same thing yeah. with Sharon Stone in Casino because I've never really cared for Sharon Stone. Yeah, and even I'll admit she's good in that. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's more of a testament to a Scorsese. I guess. Yeah. Anything. And talk about needle drops. Every needle drop in the movie, like when they're doing the montage where uh, they're tying up loose ends with the Lufthansa ice and all the bodies. I forget that song. What the title is, but Layla. Yes, Layla. yes, Layla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. Pulled that out of nowhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> I usually Great forget sequence. song names. This movie's just so good; it just implanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's the thing they always do. If you ever hear Layla in something, now you're like, ah, the Goodfellas. Yeah, song. exactly. I associate it's become with that this movie. now. One, one of my other favorite things about this movie. Well, not really about this movie. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking before about how I love my kids' cartoons turning into gritty reboots. Oh, yeah. how this became the basis for an ongoing uh, sketch on Animaniacs with the Good Feathers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that first. Yeah. Which, yeah, obviously I saw that first and then I saw Good Feathers. I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. I get it now. now. Yeah. I remember thinking, <laughs> like I, I, I knew there were other films that Scorsese had done, so I thought all his films were like Good Feathers, so all the jokes were going to show up and it was just that one movie. So I'm like, yeah. oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it set the tone for the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What it was. Uh, I was gonna say. Do you want to say the one thing you did that uh, its legacy held up that you were able to utilize? That we, uh, I don't know if you want to bring. That I don't up. remember. I know that we worked with one of the guys that well, played we, the guy that played young Joe Pesci. We worked on with a movie. Yep. Uh, who was also one of the thugs in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that Casey Jones beats up. No way. In the yeah. park. Yeah. Huh. Ah. Um. What is his name? Joe D'Onofrio. Joe D'Onofrio. Sorry, he Joe. Keeps, no uh, relation to Vincent. Uh, no. You're a good guy, yeah. Um, yeah, he plays young Bobby in Goodfellas. That's all good stuff. The young guys are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, he he uh, looks like them. Yeah. Too. Yeah, both of them look like their elder counterparts. Um, but we also worked with Paul Servino's nephew. Yes. Uh, and we had a shot in a movie that Jeff set up to look like when Paul's chopping a. Uh, oh, the onions? Garlic. Yeah, we yeah. did the, yeah, yeah. the onion thing as an, yeah, as an yeah. homage or yeah, the yeah. garlic thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I that, that, that yeah. movie was like six degrees of Goodfellas. Yeah, a lot but of people was, live in the area because it's a very New York film. Right. So we've met a bunch of the Goodfellas. I've worked with Paul Serino on a film, so I didn't talk to him, but like I was. Again, that might as be far his just best performance. Yeah, so. it's, I mean, it was a great movie. Yeah. And it's still. He's a good guy. Still holds up. Paul Serino. He's a good fellow. He's, he's very nice he's to a good fellow. He's going to go there. I know. Well, I mean, you yeah. set it up. I got to yeah, go for it. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. I saw what you did there. It was good. Yeah. It was very good. It was a nice... Oh, my God. Good movie. Yeah. yeah I'm glad. Film. I'm glad that was our number one. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense. So you say they got 13. They got 13 points. So. Damn. Yeah. How many people had it as their number one? I I didn't even have that on my list. I, I, I don't it was like, just me. No, I did not. It was just me. I think because remember, I, I picked based on nostalgia. Yeah. I didn't see that movie till I was like 
11 or 12. Responsible parents. Still a kid. <laughs> like, yeah, but like at that point, I was like, 19. But like at that point, like that's when I first saw it. But I didn't like I didn't like grow to appreciate it until like uh, second or third time, second or third viewing, which was by, mm-hmm. by that point like high school. Yeah. I don't think I saw well it. out of the 90s. I don't think I saw Goodfellas until college, when mm-hmm. obviously, like, you're in film school, you you're have sure? to watch Goodfellas. I think we made you watch it to do that shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Well, I did that shot after college. Yeah, true. That was we shot yeah, that I guess movie we, after was right after college. Right? After some prodding, this guy had to watch it. I mean, I had to watch. I just I hadn't know. gotten to it yet. And it, I was at least college age by the time I saw it. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah. yeah. I did have, um, well, actually, before I ask you a couple other questions, I will finally, at long last, I will give you the point total you got from Poster Boy. Oh, nice. Oh, oh wow. Being, I didn't even on. know I this. Was being graded on this? Yeah, yeah this I is. I didn't is, know. The oh points do matter. Like, we you live know. in the same freaking house. I, I didn't even know. Was, yeah, I was writing off to the set. If you watch, go back and watch. I would blow my You'll mind. See me I wish I could have helped with the grading of Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You this get, is a surprise for all of us. You get <laughs> five and a half points. I feel so. left out of. Uh, let's say twelve. <laughs> was this based on titles and yeah, actors what was and this? stuff like that? You did, you did pretty well. I made a number. How up, was this right? Oh, damn it! No, we got to do this right next time. I, I actually kind of want to. I I could have gone back and seen, but you did get a couple of them spot on. I know when we did. It was the I third, think Ghost Daddy the got. Third month. Didn't yeah, you get you got, that? Ghost I think you got Dad. the title. I mean, Ghost Dad is like in a boardroom. They're like, "What is he? Is he's dead? He's a dad? He's a Ghost Dad?" Yeah. So, so that's not too far off. And some were obvious, like the Prince one you knew was Prince. So. Right. Yeah, but I didn't know which one, yeah. which movie it was. Yeah, I wouldn't have known the name of that. So, mm. but it was fun. You made a name up. I think it was the Rucker Hauer one. You came up with the name of that movie on your own. So that that got like five of the points right there. I don't remember what <laughs> so. movie it was. It was like was the, he, the, blind, the weird blind fury. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, no, with the, with the no, the one with the possessed. Oh yeah, no, that was. Yeah, he's a blind man blind and he fury. does. Karate. Oh, was that 1990? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like March or April, so it was it was a while back. It was for a us very now. long time ago. Yeah, so I was going through to just see <clears throat> what the posters were because I have them all in a folder at least, but <clears throat> I never actually wrote down the points. So, <laughs> but based on that, I mean, you guessed one title on your own with no prompting at all honestly you, it's gonna get harder into the 90s because i feel like you're probably more cognizant of the posters going to the theater yes probably. and no i mean part of this was just like when we started doing that bit it was because i don't really pay attention to movie posters yeah right? like and, we so were doing you, and especially like the things that you guys pick you know you guys have way more you know way deeper knowledge of, of stuff I that I probably wouldn't have even heard of. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like so the we'll movies that you pick for a Poster yeah. Boy are a little, a little obscure because like some of them that's I'm looking at and I'm just like I'm like I don't even know that. Yeah, like Problem Child came up and that's that's probably remembered by people. You just might not have known of it, which we locked out on. I remember yeah. you saying like I bet Jeff knows this. Well, yeah, because it was a parody of Parenthood's poster, right? Um, and I'd never seen it, but like I knew of it, and not yeah. because it's an obscure movie that we saw that right and there's two so, alternate posters so it could have been yeah, yeah. One. so we're gonna try and see if there are posters that are good that'll trick you yeah. we just want zany posters too we like, do like the, you know the fun i have is you guessing what a title would be right like in a like in a boardroom and people are doing like minimal posters and stuff like minimalist posters now mm-hmm. of, of movies mm-hmm. it's all floating head posters now yeah it's all it's all literally the exact same 
Um, Somebody's looking to the left. Yeah, yeah. like the, with the, a gun right here. The same Nicholas type of Drew, Drew Struzan bouquet of people yeah. coming out. I saw there was some meme going around. It was just like the Dark Phoenix poster, Star Wars poster, and Indiana Jones or something. Same color and scheme. So, and someone wa- so was just like, I still don't understand this trilogy because <laughs> they look like the exact same poster. Yeah, yeah. We already have 91 set up, so we know that it's probably going to be pretty good. Like, you don't know the films. They're not too obscure, though. I think I think some of them are well uh, The known first enough. one is. The first one's well-known enough. It isn't? It is obscure? I don't remember. I've never heard of it. I just know we, we went over like a we'll month ago. We'll get timers going on. And if any of you have suggestions, you yeah. know, send them oh, to... Yeah. I don't read the comments anyway, so... Yeah, just, I, well, we've had like... <laughs> I don't know how to read. Please comment. I miss interaction yeah. with people. I have a couple of questions that I was going to ask just to see how we did with, like, the podcast overall for the year. We mentioned it a little bit because of how we started out having different categories to cover. How do you guys feel now that we, like, slipped into just focusing on a film a month? Like, I think there's a better rhythm. Yeah. 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 It yeah. allows we're, we're, us a lot easier. Yeah, so it's easier. We're, we're adults now, so, like, sometimes, like, you know. I put too much onus on myself to watch the other films. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, but you want to watch it. busy lives. Yeah, I know. But... You know, it does also let us dive deeper into one thing yeah. without like right. being here for four hours. You know, yeah, and maybe we'll also, come it's up with be like, easier the for you to edit. It's a lot easier. And at the beginning, we were doing hour-long videos. Now we're trying to keep up them a bit. under, yeah. Yeah. So and also, it's easier for the um, audience. Well, the audience, but not like that when YouTube suggests stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not jumping around. We're trying to talking game the system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anyone has those YouTube algorithm tips, let us know. Algorithm. That's the word I was looking for. We're trying to hack the planet, man. I would like to go into... Because there is a lot of interesting stuff that happened. Just trying to cram it all into one podcast might be a little difficult. Popping up like the February episode, I brought up the Grammys... Just because I like awards, but like it feels weird to just like oh, and the Grammys happened. This is what happened. So in that light, I was gonna say um, through this podcast, were there any performances that you liked uh, that that you sort of discovered? It's not one that I discovered, but now that you're saying that, uh, John Glover in Gremlins Two. Only for the mere fact that I know it was written on the page to be the villain. But by the end, he's so infectious, you can't help but love him. He's so True. affable. Yeah. Hmm. Jimmy almost had that in his top five. Yeah. That was almost. my number five. Yeah, he had yeah. three twos, Predator 2, Robocop. Yeah, there was Robocop. a lot of sequels that it's I like, enjoyed. Huh. Uh, I, you know what? Not that I remember your top five more than my own. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm memorable. Not really. Uh, I would say like uh, for like performers, like Matthew Modine. From um, Pacific Heights. Pacific Heights, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, just, just Damn, that. I like, watch like, Just on our own, we saw, like, so many movies with him in it. I was just like, yeah, dude's we, actually, like, really good. Because, like... Over the pandemic, we happened to watch a bunch yeah, of movies we with did. Odin. Because Rebecca's uh, show Would you watch well, like, my, my, my own, <laughs> like, I, I, I thought he was, like, one of those, like, uh, one-hit wonders. He did Full Metal Jacket, and that was it. Gone, and, yeah. like, just Me done. Because I'd never, I'd never seen him in anything since. And, like... Dark Knight Rises... Wait, what? Yeah, he's, 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 he's one of the police chiefs in Dark Knight Rises. Is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, yeah, you, I, you just blew my mind just now. I saw like, we'll, yeah. we'll get, wait, wait, he's in Dark Knight Rises, like the Batman movie. He, he's, the, he's the one above uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
You know he's how like I gotta make, catch that Batman. Yeah, like, you I, won that movie. You no, 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 real like drunk Pacific, Pacific Heights. I made the joke that it's Batman versus Joker. Yeah, yeah. So now because it's now Private you know. Joker versus Michael Keaton who played Batman. So like he was. Oh, yeah, my mind is blown. That's great. See, I just knew him from Stranger Things. Yeah, backwards. I had no idea until. About like a week ago, that he was even in Full Metal Jacket because right. I saw some some random article so popped up about yeah, how about why Matthew Modine and Vincent D'Onofrio hate each other, and I'm like, and then it was a picture. <laughs> I gotta read that article. It was a picture yeah, of yeah, him from Full Metal Jacket. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait, they hate each other? Vincent D'Onofrio went so method in Full Metal Jacket that that Matthew Modine got real pissed off, and he was just kind of sick of it because he's playing the straight man though. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it makes sense. Like just. Deal with his even though he's actor. private Joker. Yeah, the, <laughs> he's the, a straight man. Who's the guy that was the um the his the Arlie Ermy? Yeah, Arlie Ermy. Uh, he I know that he was fine with Denafrio because he knew what he was doing. Yeah, right. he's yeah. like, yeah, I had people break down like this guy too. So. Yeah, and like, and like Arlie Ermy, he's doing you know, the like, he, he, he was doing his own camera. like version of method acting, right. but like he was pulling from experience. Yeah, and Modine's coming in from like theater acting, so he's just like it's a performance. Like, yeah. calm down, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand both ideas but i think like just deal with it it's only half the movie anyway so. you're an actor yeah i don't Act. know i agree with matthew modine though that was a it was good seeing a bunch of his things yeah over the over the yeah. last year yeah. i'd probably go with fred ward though just because he popped mm. up in oh, yeah. uh, the two yeah. i know we mentioned him earlier but i didn't know him at all <clears throat> we saw him in the right stuff right before the pandemic started and right. then we saw tremors and and uh i keep forgetting the name miami uh, blues miami blues yeah so it's cool that he was around then. And if that movie had done better, it was based on a series of books that would have right. spun off of that character. I, I also noticed, like, uh, as we went throughout the year, uh, the movies that we were watching weren't like as westerny as the. Oh the yeah, your whole like, thing. They, yeah, my whole my whole shtick was oh. just kind of just kind of went limp. Can we they talk about somebody who was wasted this year? Nancy oh. Travis. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to bring up. We saw a bunch of movies with her: Tim Robbins, Mel Gibson, Dennis Hopper kept popping up. Nancy Travis so. was wasted. This yeah. whole year. Yeah. Every movie she had a role in. I feel it bad. was a waste of time. I Let's like her real. in Tremors. Or was it Tremors? No, we saw her in uh, Loose Cannons the next month. Yes. So I liked her in Loose Cannons, but. Air America, not she was being. given nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then there was our our discussion uh, after Crybaby. Mm hmm. With. Um, oh my god. What's her name? I can't remember her name. Mink Stole. Oh, uh, uh, no. Something. The criminal. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Ricky Lake? Something else. No, she's no. not a criminal. She's criminally underrated. Uh, yeah, it's true. true. I miss her talk show. Mrs. Winterborn is a what? An underrated film. You don't. <laughs> we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah. We won't be a focus. Brendan Fraser was great. He's um, underrated. He does a lot of good movies before he's. Blast from the past. Yeah. Yes. The Mummy, of course, but. Amy Locaine. Amy Locaine. I wonder how oh, she's doing. Oh, Amy Locaine. Lovely Amy Locaine. Who I found out. Lives like fifteen minutes away from me. Yeah, like up the street. She out. And we were well, no, she's she's still back in. We were going because we realized as we were talking about the podcast, I'm like, oh, maybe we can try to get like an interview or something. Yeah. And then I go to look it up, and I find <laughs> out that she, you know, due due to whatever circumstances had happened in her past, she was in jail for a while, then was released, and then the. Uh, the judge then decided that she didn't spend enough time in jail and brought her back in, which I don't, that's and this all was in, kinds of levels of weird things. In March last year, so who knows yeah. what's going on with her right now. And I Should feel that up. bad, because I'm like, she's, oh, she's so okay. Like she, yeah. she was America's next It Girl. 
Yeah, yeah. she's great. And then baby. she fucked up terribly, and you know yeah. she's, she was the next she's Iona Sky. No, I, I don't know. It was just hopefully. Yeah, that was, was that just a, a, another thing that we discovered through all of this. Right. Yeah. 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 Was. Where, wherever you are, Amy, I hope you're doing okay. Yes. But please comment below. Call one of us, and we'll <laughs> set up an interview. Yeah. Um, but other other than than that, um, as far as like underrated things, underrated premises anyway. Um, Loose Cannons was a really ridiculous movie. But I feel like that's one of those things, like, if they gave it the Miami Vice treatment and remade it as, like, a CBS <laughs> Villain of the Week drama, sure. it could be really cool. <laughs> yeah. See, that's our, that's our plan. We, we, we find these movies, mine them for ideas, and then make our own series. <laughs> don't, don't use this against us. <laughs> well, no, this is us copywriting it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're calling dibs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the new Dreamers movie they announced. So, yeah, why? <laughs> well, this is what we were saying. We want to see something that was, quote, bad, that didn't do well, and improve upon it. You yeah. know, like, if you didn't like Pacific Heights or something, make it better. That's so, what remakes should be. Don't yeah. remake something that's already good. Yeah, I remember just seeing... remake... They, they just announced Dreamhouse is being rebooted, a movie from ten years ago. That was one of the few movies I've wanted to walk out of. I hate it's like, perfect, of it. perfect, make it good now. And they even said, like, in the article we read, the director didn't like what had happened and almost took his name off the project. So, yeah, wouldn't you like them to have done what they wanted? Like, maybe make the film good. Right. And in the comments, someone was like, well, why, uh, why would they want to do something that no one liked? It's like... To make it good, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you you got a lot of you got a lot of idiots out there that just like they want to eat the eat up the same crap over and over again. That's what they were implying, I guess. So, yeah. oh well. Uh, so, in light of all these uh, films that we watched, I wanted to ask, um, looking through the lens of our new discoveries, um, how did you feel about like the nostalgia of this and looking forward? What do you think about, like, as we're going to start remembering these from going to theaters? There was definitely, like, because of the range of genres and stuff that we looked at, it's it's not exactly a nostalgia thing for a lot of them. Because some of them were kids' movies, like we watched Rescuers, we watched this, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles yeah. but then we watched, like, Pretty Woman and Tremors, and, like, it's King a King of very, New York. Right, <laughs> King of New York. And... A lot of that is is very like looking forward I feel like we're either going to go even more off the wall with the concepts that, that come up or we're gonna fall into like some sort of we'll narrow it down to categories within or films within certain categories and try to go with that and pick them off monthly or mm-hmm. something yeah what I'd like to do is look at something that we wouldn't normally look at like I will spoil, we're going to look at Boys in the Hood later in 91, so something that wouldn't necessarily be like exactly like uh, Pretty Woman or uh, Loose Cannons, where it's you know a little more diverse, so I want to do more of that. Well, kind of like Loose Cannons, we're going, to, we're going to look at a movie that's uh, a roundly maligned Cool as Ice, mm-hmm. so we're going to mm-hmm. see if it's as bad as its reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, I want to do more genres that we don't normally cover. Like we did a lot of um, 
two guys get into a bad situation movies. So yeah. Yeah. I know that's our thing. But and a lot of things that took place in Australia. Yeah, we did take a trip down there. Yeah. Westerns uh, in Australia. Quigley. Yeah. See, it yeah, did we have just, a Western. We just, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But like you know, we kind of just petered out from that. Well, we didn't kindergarten know. cop is a, a guy it's comes into town and has to pretend to be someone else. He's a drifter. Does the oh. sheriff the town and cleans up the town? He, he, yeah, the sheriff a, died. No, no, he, he's a sheriff that wants to find a simpler life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he misses his son. He left back east. Yeah. <laughs> Before the war. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Boy, every see your your. It's not a tumor. Yeah, there you go. It's good to. Actually, be in the same room doing this stuff because yeah. you know everyone is dealing with the same issue of, of trying to do all these productions through Zoom is not exactly ideal, um, and we're fortunate enough that we're all healthy enough and got tested and live close enough that we can like you know do stuff. Knock on leather. Yeah. Knock on wood. Uh, or Pinocchio. That, that I'm is, hollow on the inside. That man. is the one thing. Uh, when Corey and I were doing the old version of the Interjections podcast, which we always could go back to a little bit or do different iterations, we were thinking like Jeff Maybe and I audio had an commentary. idea for a, for a podcast. We might do audio commentary next year for other things, uh, like a series on Ernest that we talked about. Yes. Um, the thing was, I've always wanted to do podcasts in person, so I, I love being like able to see your face like next to me Ooh. rather than... Across states. Retrospect. Um, yes. So it's it's. Goes to retrospect. <laughs> it was kind of forced upon us to have to do Zoom for the first year of this, but right. we'll see how it goes if we're ever if we're going to continue in person or through Zoom is a good tool to use for mm-hmm. at least this undiscovered decade version of the podcast. Yeah. So if it's a special, we could probably more easily get together now, and as things get back to normal, we'll be safer. You know. Right. So. It is good. It's something that I've enjoyed for the last five years, even if it was just the two of us. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad. But, uh, yeah, to I've, I've have enjoyed you this two. new incarnation of it. Yeah, I'm very happy because you two have both been guests on the old version just once in a while, whenever you happen to be around. Yeah. So just because I live with you, or you were coming by anyway, uh, so I'm glad you two have joined us. Yeah. So happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, no. I mean, it's it's been good. It's given me. Uh, a reason to watch more movies um, you know that were considered classics or maybe not so right um, and yeah and it's it's good to be here discussing more than just what posters are supposed <laughs> to be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right, do you have anything else to say no I'm just uh, after the debacle that happened at the beginning of 2020 where I almost uh Lost faith in film altogether mm-hmm. because of Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this helped me uh, refocus, and uh, it's nice to talk about movies I I have enjoyed, as opposed to having to uh, force myself to watch something so that we could talk about it on the podcast. But. Yeah, I appreciate that too. I think we were getting a little stale. Yeah, not just because it was us getting bored, but it's because movies as a whole were getting, you know inundated with things like Doolittle so we had to force yeah. ourselves to find <clears throat> something so I, I also was always focusing on the new stuff so I'm glad to finally have a chance to go back like at the point we started this I think I'd seen 18 films from 1990 now I've seen 30 Yeah. so not just for the ones that were in the month but like Pacific Heights wasn't a focus but like I've already sought out another film Jimmy and I watched a, a film from 91 that we're going to talk about in August Oh yeah. for the August <laughs> podcast so 
So now it's forcing us to focus on whatever year it is. And if we happen to get anything before that, like in the 80s or earlier, or 70s, even even older, you know, that's a benefit. So. We could, we yeah. could uh, branch out. Like, yeah. Yeah, like we've, we've wanted to focus on filmographies yeah. of a certain person. Well, I think the earnest the movies start in the 80s. Yeah. So, so why we would have to do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a time travel episode when yeah. we go back. Yeah. yeah. We go back to the 80s. Yeah, I don't know if we can only and then do back one to the episode. Future. <laughs> we might have to have a dual. Five-part earnest. Yeah, yeah. How, many, how many earnest movies are there? A lot. Uh, <laughs> there's at least eight that I How is there not a box set? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure there is a box set. Is there? Yeah, there's got... There's also commercials. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how you start, right? Yeah, you start off in commercials. Yeah, it's like Rolf. Currently unavailable. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you have a couple of them? I had Goes to Jail and I had Scared Stupid at some point. No, that's the one we want to definitely talk about in 91. Yeah. So we'll get there. Speaking of which, uh, hopefully you'll continue on with us in 91. Uh, we have a good slate coming up. Like I said, we mentioned a couple that we're going to be doing. Um, so in about, I think, a shorter period of time, we're going to be coming up with January 91. See if we're going to be in person or not maybe just for these best ofs, but uh, it's good to be together. And whether it's on Zoom or not, I think we're going to have a lot of fun as we go on for the next nine years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man, that's... Uh, I don't think I got <laughs> Nine years? What did I sign up for? I got a thing. I don't remember signing this contract. We're, we're going to uh, see. Jeff, at the beginning we're, we're of this, I said... We're just two guys in not... a bad situation. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're going to see how this goes. We always knew that we might not make it to the end, but at least we got through one year. I'm glad about that. Right. <laughs> so. Interjections. Interject is it interjected or interjections? Interjections. Interjections. Yeah. I've been saying it wrong all this time. Well the whole so. thing was Inter- the reason it's interjections is because in when Halo Two first came out, interjected was my username. And so it was like these are my interjections essentially. Because I figured my username would be like under blogs and stuff at the Plus time. Plus we kept talking started. over each other. Yeah. It was like a yeah, Robert so it, it was like a Robert Altman film. Yeah. yeah. it was it was chaos for the first especially the first couple that we did. Yeah, especially <laughs> even when we started. Yeah. So. But no, what I was trying to say was interjections, the undiscovered decade. Just four good guys in a bad situation. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this past year and this one in particular. Um, if you want to rate, subscribe to our YouTube channel or Spotify and uh, comment on any, any of these, including our, our blog that we have. Uh, is there anything else that we have usually that I'm forgetting? Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Hit the little bell icon. Yeah. Tell know. your what friends. Do, what do people say? On the, <laughs> That's I think pretty <laughs> much it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we appreciate you guys letting us do this and listening and sticking around for the end of season one. Yeah. Of. Or series, if you're in the UK. Or series. This is our our year one. We're we're Batman now. Yeah. I can't wait to see how we all look in uh, 2030. Looking back on this episode. Oh, God. Hopefully better. Yeah. This camera's not flattering. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) All right. Well, thanks again, folks.